0: I'm not leaving my country, you know. Why should I? This is my country. I want to leave.
1: Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Last week,
0: we introduced you to Helena. That isn't her real name. Okay, so I've just opened Twitter and it began. I feel, I feel chill I believe that we are strong, and I have to be strong now. I'm
1: going to be strong. She's a Ukrainian woman who watched from her apartment in Kyiv as Russia began to invade her country, and who has seen war rage ever since.
0: The thought that Russian tanks are on the street that is named after one of my ancestors is just, I mean, it's sickening. Today, we continue her story. The same someone is going to say hi to us
1: again. So, yeah, we're back in the shelter. The invasion was just a few days old, but going in and out of bomb shelters as a huge convoy of Russian tanks drew closer, Helena had to make an agonising decision to leave Kiev, a spectacular city, her city, but one that had become a war zone overnight.
0: I kind of think that if you can't, Fight in the streets, you probably should get the f- out and not be in the way.
1: <laughs> On a grey day, Helena ran the gauntlet, a 40 minute walk to the metro station with her sister, her sister's boyfriend, and her bag of possessions.
0: The weather is cloudy, and we are heading out of Kiev for now.
1: And then to the train station, where in normal times tourists from all over Europe arrive to enjoy a city with a cathedral that dates back to the 11th century a city which only four years ago hosted the Champions League final. But these are not normal times. So Helena joined the throng of people hoping to escape on any train with space to take them west. It was here that she was separated from her sister.
0: A lot of people was trying to get in. So my sister and her boyfriend, they basically kind of like crammed me inside one of the wagons and... I, I kind—I of, I got a little bit upset because I didn't want to leave my sister.
1: On a train that sometimes felt like it was going backwards, packed with people and their pets, Helena eventually made it
0: to Lviv. This was definitely the hardest, one of the longest and, you know, most just uh, tiring and exhaustive and grueling uh, train rides I've ever had. So I have been traveling west uh since 1 pm 1 pm last night it's like 6 am here so yeah I've been traveling for you know all night and most of the day uh in a very crowded train in this beautiful city <sighs> I just I wish I had this role in the, you know, more positive circumstances. I don't know if you can hear the birds singing. It's very peaceful and
1: quiet. Now, Helena is living in relative peace in a city near Ukraine's western border with Poland, where it's almost business as usual where the occasional sirens hardly provoke a shrug. She's living in a bizarre, sometimes guilty, silence.
0: It's surreal and it doesn't feel fair that I am here, so I don't have to like hide in the cellar. I can get six, eight hours of sleep. I can go around town.
1: A silence punctuated by moments reminding her that the war is all too real.
0: On my first day, basically on my first day in Lviv, I got lost. And the nearest people to me that I saw were the the members of the local territorial defense unit. And I asked them them for directions. And since I wasn't local, and I didn't know my way around, they thought I I must have been a Russian spy. And they called the cops on me. (laughs) And the cops took me to the, like, so the cops took me to the like, station or whatever, to the nearest post, and they checked my my IDs, checked my phone and stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was fun.
1: It's not as if Helena needs reminding. Many of her friends are still in Kiev, fighting for the territorial defence units. Her cousin is at war in Mariupol, the coastal city coveted by the Russian president Vladimir Putin. Her seven-year-old niece periodically hides from missiles in a basement. And her parents remain in the east of the country, just 40 kilometres from the border with Russia.
0: My parents called me and it was very nice uh, to hear their voices. And it, uh, uh, it, you know, it definitely, you know, reassured me because, uh, like, the community <laughs> of the place where they're staying right now—it's just, just amazing, amazing people who are helping each other, like every way they can. Uh, it's just—it's beautiful, and I'm—I'm I'm very happy that my friends are. among people, you know, I want good people, and I you know. You know, so they're not alone there. You'd think
1: Helena's family would be united by the war. And they are. Mostly.
0: Oh, by the way, have I mentioned that my father is Russian? He had lived for the first 18 years of his life in Russia. Actually, uh, my cousin on the father's side, uh, she she messaged my elder sister, like, a couple of days back, and her message was very funny. Like, she wrote she something like, uh so something about an information war between England and the US. So I guess VBC is bombing Harkiv, I don't know.
1: The invasion is now over a week old, and Helena is still in a different city to her sister and her sister's boyfriend. He's planning a possible return to Kiev.
0: He has a very, a very rare blood type. So uh, at the moment they are working to get his blood to where it needs to be, you know. <laughs> Uh, like or, or him or, or getting maybe even getting him back to Kyiv to be a donor in a hospital.
1: As for Helena, she doesn't know what's next for her, but she's certain of one thing: she won't be joining the hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians who've escaped the country in the past few days.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not leaving Ukraine. I'm not leaving my country. <laughs> you know, why should I? This is my country. <laughs> I want to leave.
1: In the meantime, she's left with a strange dilemma.
0: I should probably, like, do something to enjoy myself. Listen to some music, I guess, I don't know. Go open my Spotify. But I don't know what I'm going to listen to because, like, there is nothing I want to be tainted forever, you know, by the memories of this. Like feelings She's left waiting and
1: watching with so much on the line Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker At Tortoise we're publishing a collection of daily messages from inside Ukraine as the Russian invasion unfolds. To listen just search for Invaded voicemails from Ukraine wherever you get your podcasts. Today's story was written by Xavier Greenwood and produced by Emmy Harper the sense maker.